Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Capstone at the Saracen tomorrow. From the Eat My Catfish studios, it's time for Arkansas's number one caller-driven sports show. It's Drive Time Sports on the Buzz Radio Network with your hosts, Randy Rainwater and Rick Schaefer. Lock it in and get ready to dial us up. Drive Time Sports is on the air. Hour number two of our Football Friday Barry Grooms of Hootons, Arkansas Football Magazine, Kevin Bohannon. Today from Boomer Jacks here in Arlington, just down from AT&T Stadium. Be sure and stop in, say hello. There are what appears to be several Arkansas fans here in attendance. I don't think they can hear me from all of the background noise, but nevertheless... Uh, if you get a chance, stop by, say hello. We have the autograph booth set up for both David Basil and John Neighbors. They have been busy signing autographs, taking pictures, all that other stuff. And um, so we'd love to see you here at Boomer Jacks, uh, just down from AT&T Stadium. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker. Dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Now, see what you're missing by not mm-hmm. coming on down today? Well, I've already got, got autographs from both David Basil and John Neighbors. <laughs> I've got both their autographs, so I'm good. <laughs> oh. Wow, way to burst my bubble. Okay, well, that's okay then. Uh, then you could uh, sit here and you know we could we could talk and yeah. What's the new term now? Chop it up. Where did where did that Chop term come from? Chop it up. I don't know, but I don't I, I don't think I I don't think I've ever used it. <laughs> well, so. I mean, we've chopped up uh, audio, mm-hmm. we've chopped up video, but I've never chopped up words. Chop it up. Have a little like waggle. Chopped up at times. <laughs> Yeah. You know, I have a funny okay. autograph story. I, I was speaking at this deal, and um, it was the Tip-Off Club in North Little Rock. And uh, they brought a basketball to me and said, hey, we'd like to, you to sign this basketball, and uh, we're going to you know, auction it off. And, and they handed it to me, and I said, well, Mike Anderson signed this basketball. It's got Mike Anderson's signal on the chair. And they're like, yeah, we want you to sign it, too. And I just felt so weird signing a basketball that was signed by Mike Anderson. But somewhere in someone's house right now, there's a basketball that's signed by Mike Anderson and me. How weird is that? That's pretty good, though. I mean, that's, you know, I guess. that's, uh, that's pretty good company right there. Yeah, well, there are certain people that I feel like maybe my signature belongs next to, but I don't know about Mike Anderson. I think he's probably at a different level. I can. Uh, I, would, I think I would be uncomfortable too. You're right about yeah. that. Okay. Um, okay. I get to use this phrase again, Trey. I love it when Rick's not on, so I can use this phrase with you. The hay is in the barn. It is. It's got to be. It's got to be at this point, and. We'll see what happens. I mean, I you guys know my score prediction. I, it's my score prediction is heartache. I mean, and I'm just going to go with that narrative. And I thought Rick put it well yesterday when I was talking about, uh, you know, I've got instead of, you know, staying at the hotel, canceled my hotel room when it was announced at 11 o'clock, and I saw that 6:12 a.m. flight, and I was like, I'm going to zip in and then watch the game, and then I got a night flight out, and and Rick was just like, yeah, just might as well add a little, you know travel torture to your schedule uh, just to make it a little less enjoyable <laughs> because I do tell myself every year I'm not going to go and I know it's a great venue for the fans but it's just been man it's been so bad for Arkansas uh, 
you know, I, I think back to that 2017 year when they came out with those half Dallas Cowboys, half Arkansas jerseys. Oh, man. And Jeff Long said, you know, how do you honor a guy that has everything? And I saw these jerseys, and I was just like, that's it. That's the way to do it. You know what would have been a great way to honor him? Not dropping the sixth in a row. That's right. The Aggies yeah. in that series. Yeah. I think that was another <laughs> overtime. They had three overtime 50 to 42. Losses. Yeah. Yeah. 50 – yeah, something like that. Three overtime losses uh, over a four-year span. And I can remember, you mentioned David Basil, and David will remember this because we talked about it. Uh, I think it was the third time it happened where we were down on the field standing underneath the goalpost, and it was always the same goalpost where Texas A&M beat Arkansas in overtime. And three out of those four years, David and I are standing next to each other and just like, well, this feels awful familiar, you know. Um I remember one year when it was close, I just refused to go down to the field just because I didn't want to be the jinx. But, uh, yeah, and I tell myself that I'm not going every year, but I end up talking myself into it anyway. And that's my strategy. Arkansas can win the game. I think 100% they can. It could come down to who has the ball last. They can't keep having penalties and things like that. But I'm just going to take this approach to expect heartache and disappointment. And if anything else happens, then great. But uh, that's where I am right now with this series. It's just not been – I mean, they're 1-10 against these guys after absolutely dominating the series back in the old Southwest Conference days. And then when Arkansas left, they won three in a row against them in Arlington. But since Texas A&M has been part of the SEC in 2012, it's just been – I mean, it's been a disaster for Arkansas. And that's been an awful stretch. I mean, 2012 through 2020 was the worst stretch – in Arkansas history, and you can dice that up. You can chop that up, Randy, any way you want it. You can do the worst five-year stretch in Arkansas history. You can do the worst two-year stretch in Arkansas history. It's all in that grouping. Uh, So, yeah, it hasn't been pleasant uh, for Arkansas uh, in this series. You know, just kind of encapsulates a lot of that. So, yeah, we're going to go into this one just expecting um, a great game and heartache at the end. And if it happens the other way, then we'll be elated. You know, I, I, I am thankful now for more way for more reasons now than just what I stated. That I can say the hay is in the barn because mm-hmm. just what you said a moment ago that you basically said you were superstitious and you were not going to go down on the field. Well, Rick would have totally told you you're wrong. Yeah, you're Rick wrong. doesn't believe in superstition. You you're yeah. not superstitious. There is no such thing as superstitious. So I'm glad you didn't get chided for that from Rick. So yeah, see, there's that's so just Rick's opinion. <laughs> Rick doesn't know that for sure. <laughs> Show me exactly. the Exactly. Well, I believe it. You believe it. Okay. Now, I am very right. superstitious. Yeah. I, I will admit that I am. I, I am think for sports, superstition puts you in a routine. You know, I agree. Put you in a routine that reminds you to do stuff. I think it can be, I think it can be beneficial for athletes. Probably I, not me. I mean, I have no bearing really on what's going on <laughs> in the game. I, I'm, but for yeah. athletes, I think. Uh, and Rick should know. I mean, ba- Rick's a big baseball guy. There's no more superstitious people than baseball players. That's right. Yeah, I'm gonna start using that. I'll tell Trey. I'm gonna tell my wife that that Trey Biddy said that superstition is just getting into a routine. And yep. she's not going to believe. Exactly. She's going to say Trey lost her mind, lost his mind. So, but you, <laughs> you were the only HogSports.com staff writer that picked the Razorbacks yeah. to lose, and I, I, I got to agree with you. Even though I, when I did my write up today that I picked them to win thirty one twenty seven, it seems to be a consensus that it's going to be a high scoring game, you know, as opposed to you know. 14-13, you know, like last year LSU game, mm-hmm. or the last couple of years with Arkansas, Texas A&M, where you know 20 yeah. points has been the been the deciding factor. With Max Johnson at quarterback, Arkansas has film on him, of course, from last year. But this secondary needs to be better than it was last weekend if they have one chance to win. No question. No question. I mean, the results last last weekend really dropped Arkansas down to kind of familiar territory. They're tenth in the SEC now and passing yard surrender. I think they're 12th in efficiency and defensive pass efficiency and largely because of that game. Um, 
you know, some guys didn't play bad. You know, Jalen Braxton graded out on Pro Football Focus higher than anybody. I think that's yeah maybe a reason we might expect to see a little bit more of him. He just had 25 snaps. I think he was only targeted one time, but he had a nice pass deflection in that one. Uh, it's Singletary that gave up. You know, he had a, he had a rough game. He, he gave up three touchdowns, uh, 140 yards. That's like. 44% of their total yardage uh, was given up by guys that Singletary was covering. He's better than that. Uh, you know, he's a former five-star. He's got great size, 6'2", 187. Uh, he's a better player than that, and he's still young, and Arkansas has to get better play out of him. They just do. You know, McLaughlin, he didn't have a bad – he gave up 38 yards total. Didn't have a bad game, uh, but – he didn't have a great game either. I mean, he did have the interception that was big, but um, you just have to you got to get better play from your secondary. And you know, again, LSU has out of this world wide receivers and uh, a great quarterback in Jaden Daniels. He's a great college quarterback. Max Johnson, you're going to expect to see a lot more West Coast principles in this game. You know, more check down stuff. But this guy's very experienced. I mean, he's he was good last I mean, week. He too. started. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he started basically an entire year at LSU also. I mean, so, and and Arkansas faced him last year as well. And, um, you know, defense played pretty well against A&M last year. They only gave up, what, two touchdowns and a field goal? Yep. Yeah, and then they had the defensive touchdown also. So Arkansas played pretty well against them on defense. Just, once again, didn't get the job done. Texas A&M always seems to make one more play than Arkansas does. One more thing, KJ had a breakout last week at over 280 yards yeah. passing. Seems to be more comfortable. Luke has at John Mackey Award, uh, tight end of the week. Can they get Isaac Teslaw going a little bit? It seems like they tried to get him. He had a phenomenal catch over the middle where he showed off that 40-something inch yeah. vertical jump, vertical leap. Is it just he's having trouble getting open or just wrong progression? What do you see in that, Trey? Well, I think that, you know, Kent State, I think, bracketed him and you know tried to take him away after he had a really good uh, opening game against Western Carolina, and he just hasn't been prolific at all. Um, I don't know exactly the reason why. I think he's got a world of talent, but yeah, we just haven't. I I I couldn't tell you exactly why. Andrew Armstrong has really come along well. We saw more of Tyrone Broden. I think we'll see. Some Isaiah Satania, based on Sam Pittman's comments earlier in the week, but uh, yeah, we. I, I, I would like to see. I, I know that he's got the ability uh, to make bigger plays and be, you know, more of a regular target than he's been so far. Trey, uh, I got to believe there's going to be a lot of cat and mouse that's going to go on between Travis Williams and Bobby Petrino. You know, Bobby, watched that tape last week of the game uh, with LSU, particularly as you mentioned how Singletary had his fits. What adjustments do you think Travis is going to make to his defense going into this game with yeah. uh, Texas A&M? Yeah, you think we'll see more zone? I don't know. I, that's a good question. I would think so. Yeah, maybe so. And then on the other side with Petrino, I mean, you know he's got all his best stuff, right? He's got all his best stuff saved up for this one. Yep. I mean, he's got a short sure. stretch coming ahead. You think but, so? I mean, look at look at the Missouri State game last year. I mean, Arkansas was down what twenty-seven to seventeen with twelve minutes to go, something like that. And look at how the last the next four games went for Missouri State, all against FCS opponents. They lost every single one of them. They almost knocked off Arkansas and lost every single one of the uh, the next four games. So I would think that he's, I mean, he's Petrino has a space in a lot of Razorback fans' head because you know he went out when he was on top. We never got to see you know any kind of fall from grace. Well, we saw a fall from grace, but not on the field. And you know, right. so in a lot of people's heads, he you know in Arkansas fans especially, he can kind of do no wrong. And I get that 100. percent I mean, he was. He was great when he was at Arkansas. Um, and I'm sure he would like probably that idea to continue. So I think we're probably going to see some things that maybe we haven't seen yet out of that offense. And they have the weapons. There's no question about it. I mean, you look at, you know, Stewart at wide receiver, Anaya Smith, uh, you know, who's been there. This is his fifth year there. 
Uh, it seems like you said Randy yesterday. He feels like he's been there forever. Um, yeah. Lost at running back. They've got some. They've got some really talented players. I mean, the position group on their team that's probably you would say from a recruiting standpoint is the least talented per capita, I guess, is the offensive line. Well, they've got two top 100 players on their offensive line, also. Um, so it's. I mean, Texas A&M has recruited extremely well, um, especially, I mean, they always have recruited well, and it hasn't really mattered as much in this series, but lately they've uh, they've taken it to another level. Now, they're younger, I think, overall than Arkansas. They've got some veteran players, too, but they're younger, I think, overall than Arkansas is. So maybe that's uh, an area that they can gain an advantage. I still feel like Arkansas's defensive line is really, really good. If they don't win the matchup, then, you know, kind of a, I don't think anybody's pushing them around, I'll say that, in, in this conference. Um, and there are some really good teams in this conference. I think Arkansas's roster is good enough to win this game. I think it's veteran enough to win this game. But you can't have double-digit penalties. You just can't. I mean, you can't miss field goals in games like this when it's going to be such a close result. You just can't. And... Um, I mean, all of those things. I mean, that's just, that's, this just, it's always those little things like that. It's just, it's a decision here and there. It's a fourth down. Do we go for it or do we kick it? Those types of things decide the outcomes of games like this. And Arkansas so far has generally made the wrong decisions or um, didn't step up at a, at a major moment in the game, and Texas A&M has. There's been plenty of games over this stretch where you walk away, you're saying like, man, they had it. They should have won this game. They outplayed them. How did they lose the game? Last year, I thought that Arkansas was easily better than Texas A&M when that game showed up. But that one play changed everything, and it's always something. Mm. It's got to change. Trey, go, Trey, going back to, gosh, maybe ever since Jimbo has arrived at, at A&M, they have been stacking great recruiting classes on top of great recruiting classes yet they have experienced a ton of turnover uh, through the transfer portal uh, is that talent still at that top five from top to bottom as it was I know you just got through saying a minute ago you felt like Arkansas uh, had the had the more talented team last year do you still feel that way this year? Because, again, yeah. if you just simply go by what is what has been occurring, uh, they are someone who has had tremendous success on the recruiting trail. They have. You know, I think Arkansas was, was older and more veteran, and they had K.J. Jefferson. I think that, you know, tilts the odds a little bit, too. Uh, but, yeah, there's no question that they're – I mean, their team talent grade is – is up there. I mean, it just they they do a great job recruiting, and you know, at the same time, you know, Jimbo has not done a great job there coaching with the talent that they have. I mean, he's had one really good year, in in this this six, year six for him. I mean, to me, mm-hmm. he's dramatically underachieved. I don't believe Texas A and M fans for being disappointed. I mean, they're right up there with Georgia. Alabama, in terms of their the roster on the talent, they're right there with them. In terms of recruiting grades, and I mean last year they didn't go to a bowl game. It's hard to believe. Hard to believe with that. That is, yeah. <laughs> that is hard to believe. Five and seven a year ago. Uh, let's talk Texas with uh, Jeff. Texas A&M, according to Jeff. the team talent composite, is fourth in the nation. Right there with Alabama, Georgia, oh Ohio State, Texas A&M, Clemson, Texas. Those are the top six. LSU, seventh. Wow. Yeah, they have ten five-stars on their wow. roster and 42 four-stars. Jesus. Wow. Jeff, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. Van Pascal's led Heber Springs to two wins in a row. I was just wondering if he could get another win. I was actually in football uh, high school question. I don't know if that's for Trey or not. We can hit that up right, right well, after the break. <laughs> we'll get that in a moment. Unless Trey wants to comment on that. <laughs> pass. Pass. <laughs> won't be, they won't, yeah, pa- they won't be doing much passing you. tonight, so yeah, that's it. <laughs> I got you. Now, here, here is the other... This is the benefit 
tray of, of the Bud Light Little Blue Book because to me it, it is it is a peek into the Razorback fans' mind what they are believing, what they're thinking. And interesting enough, most of the predictions uh, by all different means yesterday had this what would be relatively a high-scoring game. I, I, I'm I bet you I saw a half a dozen, at least 38-31 type of scores. I know yours wasn't that high. Are you seeing it more of a defensive? I mean, today when a game is in the 20s, to me, you almost have to call that a defensive struggle anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, what did I pick? 25-24 or something like that? I think I went officially. Something like that, yeah. 28-27. Yeah, 28-27. Yeah. Um, I think I think, it, no, I think, I think he was I think, the 25. I think well, he was 25-24. I, I averaged it out over the last three years, and Texas A&M's yeah, average is 25 points, and Arkansas's average is 24. Um, but I think on, today on our Hog Sports deals, I, I think I went 28-27, Texas A&M. Um, just because, I don't know, that's more of a full I guess, than 25. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, I think it'll be, I think it'll be a battle defensively. Uh, for some reason, I always think eleven o'clock games are going to be a little lower scoring. I don't know why I feel that way, but I feel like they kind of go go by faster. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go twenty eight, twenty seven ish, I guess. And guys, you know this. Also, I've said this before, but like neutral site games should not be eleven o'clock. They Absolutely. Just and four out of the Absolutely last Absolutely not. Four out of the last six times it's been in this venue, it's been 11 o'clock. Well, I'm not happy about it. I'll tell you that. But what does that matter? That means you got to be in the airport at, about 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, well, not quite that early. My flight leaves at 6.12, so. But i got to be up at 4-something, so. Yeah. Just add a little torture to myself. Why not? <laughs> All right. All right, Trey, we'll see you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of HawkSports.com. She joins Morning Mayhem each Thursday morning. Serving Central Arkansas, facility maintenance services. We don't cut corners, we clean them. At Edwards Food Giant, they know your family is important. And they also know that your time and convenience is as well. So why not take advantage of their heat and eat items in their deli department? Those famous Edwards Food Giant signature dishes with many of the same entrees and recipes that are served daily in the hot bar. All ready to take home and serve to your family tonight. And it can all be found at your favorite Sister Arkansas Edwards Food Giant Deli. This week's special is spaghetti for only $7.49 per pound, paired with seasoned green beans for just $4.49 per pound. Fresh off their summer lineup of convertible sports cars, tomorrow night, Saracen is giving away the king of luxury pickups, Toyota's new Tundra Capstone from Troner Toyota. The Tundra Capstone is the ultimate in luxurious trucks, and it can be yours just for playing your favorite games at Saracen Casino Resort. Only 40 minutes from Little Rock and only at Saracen tomorrow night. Saracen Casino Resort, Vegas, Arkansas style. Gambling problem? Call 800-522-4700. The Grove Hunting Club in Jefferson County has over 12,000 acres of waterfowl hunting just a short hour away from Little Rock. The Grove recently added a new pro shop and four bedrooms to their 13,000 square foot main lodge. The main also has a custom walker room. The Grove added four new private cabins for couples, or you can stay in the second lodge that's 1,800 square feet. Book your next hunting trip at the Grove, call 870-692-3221 or email thegrovehuntingclub at gmail.com. Hi, neighbor. It's Garen with Shamrock Roofing. Fall is upon us. Don't go into the cold, wet winter months wondering if your roof will hold up till spring. Get peace of mind today. For the next 30 days, we're offering a free impact-resistant roof upgrade. Plus, if you've been denied coverage by your insurance company after the storms, you qualify to win a new roof for free. Just visit shamrockroofer.com for more details. Shamrock Roofing, where one call does it all at shamrockroofer.com. Power, drive, and size. It's found in college sports and in the all-new 2023 Cadillac Escalade. I'm Rachel Parker-Harding for Parker Cadillac and the most powerful full-size SUV in the industry, the 2023 Cadillac Escalade. With a 6.2-liter supercharged V8 engine and available Super Cruise technology. Level up to more cargo space with the extended wheelbase Escalade ESV. 
Shop now at parker-cadillac.com. With over 350 land specialists in 40 states, Whitetail Properties Real Estate is the premier rural real estate company in North America. And Mike Poor, your local Whitetail Properties land specialist, combines local expertise with the Whitetail Properties national reach to reach more buyers who are looking for hunting land, farmland, and rural homes. So if you're thinking about selling, you need to give Mike Poor a call today at 501-428-7177 or visit whitetailproperties.com. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios, you feed your crave for sports by listening to Drive Time Sports. Much like you feed your crave at any of the seven Eat My Catfish locations. You're in hog heaven. This is Drive Time Sports, a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network. Always looking for the oasis that I can't find here in Arlington. I have to wait till I get back into Arkansas before I can find the oasis I call Double V's. Because there, I know they've got everything that will quench my thirst, that will hopefully satisfy my hunger, or maybe to get my day started off right with that... Renoco cup of coffee. They just don't have it here in Arlington. There is no oasis that I can depend upon, such as I came back home with double B's. And then talking about the food options, we always, yes, as Kevin mentioned earlier, this is a group here on Drive Time Sports that loves to eat. And uh, I have been loading up almost daily uh, with the assorted little Debbie products, uh, all the way from the honey buns to the strawberry shortcake. I admitted the other day that the strawberry shortcake is taken over in that top spot. But they've got more than just those little Debbies. And the month of September is quickly, and I do mean quickly, it is quickly coming to a close. So if you're looking for a great place to eat, a great place, your oasis to quench that thirst, it is Double B's. It's where you gas it, grab it, and go make it Double B's. Well, welcome back to our Football Friday. We're going to change gears for just a moment. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kevin, you had a chance to see this team for 2023-24 up close and personal. Let's get your thoughts and any other observations you may have had, uh, what basically we'll call media day for the Arkansas basketball Razorbacks. Yeah, that was yesterday afternoon. We got about 45 minutes in the basketball performance center as media uh, getting to to watch. We, We walked in, and they were doing drill work. Uh, we got to get, see a good bit of five-on-five live scrimmaging as well. Um, I guess the thing that stood out to me was Joseph Finnan and Jeremiah Davenport going back and forth on that live five-on-five, just knocking down threes. And, you know, you really have to, you know, you're hard-pressed the last couple of years to, to really pick one hog uh, who, who could just kind of come down and, and let it rip from three and just continue to do that. And you had two guys in one practice. Yeah, it was one practice, but it, 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 it indicates what we've been talking about, that I think they really focused in the offseason on going out and getting more shooters. Of course, Pinion was a freshman last year, and he helped Arkansas when called upon with that shot, helped space the floor because he's effective shooting three. Um, but, you know, so that really was probably the first thing. I mean, the the red, you know, the, the team in red jerseys, uh, which which was Davenport was on that team. Pinion with the white jerseys, they and the five-on-five five when they were keeping score, the Red ended up winning 15 to 12, but Davenport and Pinion had most of those points for their teams. You saw uh, Jalen Graham doing some work, getting you know doing what he does, getting to the basket, using that pivot foot, spinning, <laughs> going one direction, spinning the other to get to the basket. Uh, Devo Davis slashing the basket. Those were probably your better offensive players. I thought Jamon Mark looked good. Um, 
with decision making, not only defense but decision making. There were some plays that he and Devo Davis made. Even El Ellis, who by the way, guys, you know he's a scorer and a facilitator. He was a, he led Louisville last year in both those categories, points and assists. Uh, he really didn't look to shoot the ball. He was he was primary handler for the for the team wearing red jerseys, um, and he he was looking to pass and had some really nice drives into the paint and then kicking out again. I think Arkansas. You know, is is looking to take advantage of some of that perimeter shooting that that the Hogs have added, uh, because everything was so difficult last year. It seemed like they had to get downhill and then maybe finish that way or get to the free throw line to score. Now they can open things up, and you know, it's not just half court; it's transition. When you got guys that can run to the wings in transition, it makes it harder to defend and teams to get back because now you got to pick and choose: do I stay with this guy? Do I give up a three? Um, and so, uh, you know, but. I think in that regard, things look better. Um, the other thing was, in, you know, Trevor Brazil did not do the live five-on-five, Randy. Uh, he, he did some drill work. He looked good in the drill work, but he's not up to speed yet for full contact. Musman told us after practice, I asked him, and he said his tar- target date is about two and a half weeks out. But then he called that a moving target. He goes, you know how that can be. Sometimes you have to move those, ex- change expectations, and things can change. But maybe two and a half weeks away from where he's going full contact. Now, coincidentally, not coincidentally, but uh, you know, the red-white game is next week, so I'm assuming, based on what Musselman's saying, we won't see Trevor Brazil participating in that. Uh, October 20th is when Arkansas will host Division II uh, Texas Tyler. That's about around about the time that Musselman's projecting where Brazil will be ready to go and practice five-on-five. So I'm not sure yet if we'll see him in that game, if he'll get, get, you know, they'll push that button and let him play. And that, and we know Arkansas's got its final exhibition, a charity exhibition game against uh, Purdue on, on October 28th. So it looks like Brazil's going to be ready at some point this month to resume that in practice, but we'll see if that, they allow him to pay, play in either of the exhibition games. And, of course, the first game in the regular season is November 6th. But going back to the what we saw in practice, you know, Musman talked about the team really wanting to push the ball and run more this year. I thought last year's team should have been better in transition than it probably was, uh, but I think they're, they, that's a, a point of contention this year is to is to play fast. Uh, you know, try to get into transition where you're not, not always relying uh, on things working in your half court. And I saw some of that in the in the live five on five where Arkansas really after a defensive rebound. A quick pass ahead to get the ball, get you know, get you know, maybe get a numbers advantage and get ahead of the defense. And so we saw some of that. Um, you know, a guy like Cliff Battle, who's missed a lot of practice time, kind of quiet yesterday. Didn't shoot a lot. I thought there were times where maybe he tried to force a little bit, and he's still figuring out timing, figuring out what what defenders are doing. Um, and so I thought he was just maybe a little bit off. If I had to bring one thing that you could look at as a negative, I don't even think it's as much of a negative because I thought he. Played good defense and didn't try to do too much. There was just a few times, a couple of times maybe, uh, where he where, where he turned the ball over. Uh, you know, uh, Keon Minifield Jr. His quickness. Now he's not going to play this year. We know he's redshirted, but man, his quickness and playing on the ball. He he did a good job at times of attacking uh, with the ball and using that quickness to create space and to get a numbers advantage and, and to get some leverage getting downhill. Uh, so that I thought that was an interesting dynamic. Layden Blocker was not at practice. Wisdom teeth, uh, wisdom, wisdom tooth extraction was what Musman told us. So we did not see Layden Blocker, the freshman. Bay Fall did some good stuff, Randy. Uh, contesting shots, yeah. defensive rebound. He knocked down a three. Uh, you know when he when he looked for his own offense, he pulled up. And nice looking stroke, confident, and it went in. Um, you know, there's more stuff, but I think you know really to me what I started with. Joseph Pinion looked outstanding, not only shooting from three, but getting to the rim. Had a nice little nifty baseline move where he got walled off on his drive underneath the basket and just turned the other direction and flipped the ball in, had a dunk. Uh, and then Jeremiah Davenport, his range, it reminds me of Isaiah Joe, and he's so quick on his release. He's not dribbling and doing a lot of move, extra movement to get into his shot. It's just quick off catch and shoot. And you look up, you're like, man, that was from 25 feet at least, and he's, you know, he's splashing it. So, I thought the shooting with Pinion and Davenport stood out above everything else. This almost sounds like a football question to a degree, Kevin, but 
which position group looked to have the greatest amount of depth. I mean, there was a while we kept thinking, gosh, all he's doing is signing these one-two type of players, and yet you still got some size inside with Brazil, with Mitchell, and and maybe Davenport, so forth and so on. What position group, if you will, do you feel like they will have the most depth in? Well, you know, when you're watching that that, that five on five, it, it, the first thing that the group that comes back comes to mind is the backcourt. But that's because Brazil wasn't mm-hmm. taking part, and and Makai Mitchell was limited as well. And so when you add those two guys in with Jalen Graham, I like what I saw from Chandler Lawson. I didn't mention him; he did some good things. Uh, Denajay Harris; those are two veteran forwards that have come in. Uh, you know, so numbers wise, overall, it's going to be the backcourt. And that was even more pronounced because the guy's not going full contact on that front line yesterday. Even though Blocker was out, you still saw a lot more from that one, two, and three spot. Uh, but I think this is probably, when you look at it, one through five, Musman has more options now at each position. And so when we talk top six, seven rotation, he's got more options at the back end of that rotation. I think, you know, uh, outside the top three or four guys on the team, you know, usually each season you can identify a top two or three guys, maybe four deep. And then after that, you're wondering, well, who, you know, you know, defense is probably what he defers to when he's rounding out that top seven rotation. That's probably not different this time around, but I think he's got more options, especially when he's gotten better with guys that can shoot the ball. It's going to give Arkansas opportunities, uh, I think, offensively to go deeper in, in that back end of that rotation. Uh, because I can say this, if uh, Joseph Penny to me looks stronger, uh, he's obviously improved. I think he's more confident in that knee. I think he's getting better defensively. I think there's still stuff to work on there. But he's a guy to me, just based on what I've seen, um, that, it, it, you know, like last year, he came in a couple of games in SEC play to help Arkansas turn things around. But other than that, he really didn't factor in. He's a guy to me, among others, uh, that, that are going to make a strong case for that seven or eight spot and maybe better. I think they've just got more options in that roster for, at every position right now, Randy, uh, when everybody's healthy. And that brings up this question, because I, I don't think it's any question Jalen Graham can be a force on the uh, offensive end, but it seems like his defense has uh, been his Achilles heel. Did you see improvement from Jalen Graham on the defensive end? I see the effort. You know, last year, sometimes he didn't get back uh, in transition. And you always question effort because you don't have to be the most talented guy. I mean, you look at right. Bobby Portis, not the most physically gifted guy. But man, he gets up and down because it's effort. And you just have to be locked in and thinking about how important that is. And so I did notice yesterday uh, Jalen Graham seemed more locked in in his assignments. He seemed to have, you know, more attention to the detail when the ball wasn't in his hands on offense. But it was a one, you know, it's limited practice time. And Mussman's been talking about how his work ethic has improved, how he takes it more seriously this year. And that's what it looked like in the window that I saw. You know, they had a, a drill where they were throwing the ball, uh, you know, close to the out-of-bounds, and guys had to hustle to save it in, either dive on the floor or jump out-of-bounds and save it in before it landed. And uh, he was working really hard in everything they went through. So, you know, this is a guy that's got a chance to, to improve his lot in that front row line rotation, because really, when you look at the veterans, it's him, Brazil, and, and, and Makai Mitchell with they fall being a true freshman. All right, Kevin, hang on. we got to take the break. That is part one. Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoopscope, courtesy of Hogville.net. Thanks again to our friends at Fence Brokers, Chris Walker and company. Our Football Friday will continue in just one moment. Register and make your picks now for the Bud Light SEC Pick'em Challenge. Go online at 1037thebuzz.com and pick the team you think will win each week for your chance to win. I can feel it, and I know you can too. Friday night fun starting to take shape. Here, Carlton, at Saracen Casino, the fun tomorrow night's going to be even bigger. So you got all day today, and you got all day tomorrow to get your entries in for the Capstone Giveaway Toyota Tundra Pickup. This thing is beautiful. And you got free play giveaways tomorrow night, too. It is beautiful. 
But you're right. We're, we're really starting to build up to it. So, you know, you've got football on TV. You've got all our restaurants open. Uh, we could probably fit you into Red Oak if you call. might be at the bar. Usually the place is just chock full with reservations. But call Red Oak. See if you can't slide into Arkansas's best restaurant. Have a heck of a meal. Play a few games, earn a couple of extra points for entries into the drawing, and just have a good time. Come see us. We're 40 minutes away from Little Rock. We want to see you. And tomorrow night, we want to see you again because we're giving away a Toyota Tundra capstone from our friends at Trotter Toyota. Come see us. Come have some fun. Come win some money. Come win a truck at the Saracen. These days, interest rates are out of control, and car payments are at record levels. It's different at Guatney Buick GMC. They've taken their inventory to the nines. Right now, get super low interest on GMC Sierra, Buick Encore GX, and GMC Terrain. On top of a low 0.9% on GMC Sierra, Guatney is offering an additional $32.50 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Plus, if you haven't noticed, the holidays and all the expenses that come with them are right around the corner. Shop Guatney Buick GMC today and have no car payments for the rest of the year. No payments until 2024. Sierra's with 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9% APR. Additional 32.50 off Sierra when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. 2024 Buick Encore GX at 2.9%. 2023 GMC Terrain at 1.9%. Guatney Buick GMC, Pulaski County's only Buick GMC dealer. GMC, we are professional grade. Good evening, everybody. Uh, I, I guess if you think about it, technically weekends are Saturday and Sunday. But man, around here, we got to include Friday nights, too, especially when the fun's as exciting as it is this weekend. Saracen Casino, this is the monthly vehicle giveaway weekend. I don't know about you. Friday is definitely part of the weekend, right? <laughs> At least about 4, 35 o'clock Friday weekend kicks in. There you go. If you don't have plans tonight, here's your plans. Uh, grab somebody, your your spouse, your significant other, your buddy, hop in the car. And here's an idea. On the way down, whoever's not driving, well, they can figure out your picks on the Bet Saracen app. Because you're going to have 40 minutes on 530, and then you'll be here. And when you're here, we've got 2,000 slot machines, table games, poker room, incredible restaurants waiting, and you've got a job. Your job is to earn points and entries for tomorrow night. Because you're going to come back tomorrow night and someone's going to win a Toyota Tundra pickup. Come see us at the Saracen. Now, back to Drive Time Sports. Live from the Eat My Catfish studios. Eat fresh, eat local, eat my catfish. Drive Time Sports. Tapped with refreshing sports opinion on the Buzz Radio Network. Welcome back to our football Friday. Today, Boomer Jacks, Arlington, Texas, just down the road from AT&T Stadium. We will be here till 7 o'clock, and then tomorrow, well, let's see, Kevin, do the math with me, three and a half hours, four and a half, Uh, it sounds like we uh, lost Randy okay. right here on drive yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, Barry, are you with us? I'm here. All right, let's go back. Uh, big game in Class Six A: Marion and Benton. This game, Marion's won three out of the last four, but Benton won a big one, 55 to 13 last year. Let's talk about this one for the Six A East lead. Well, it's a it's a big game in in the East, and it's the Hootens.com Class Six A game of the week. Marion unbeaten four and zero for the first time since 2011. They just mercy ruled Green County Tech 37 to nothing a week ago, and defense allowed 177 yards. Benton's won three in a row. Got a great running back quarterback. Uh, Hootens.com picks Benton narrowly over Marion in Benton's homecoming. All right, uh, let's go to the phone line. We got Shane in Benton. Shane, welcome to our Football Friday. Yeah, I just had a question: Is is uh, is um, Kevin Hootsoup is still on here? Well, we're having some technical difficulties with Randy out there, and Kevin's on on hold with us right now. We'll have him on in just a minute. You got a question or comment for Kevin? Yeah, I just wanted to see uh, about Layton Blocker. Okay, just about Layton Blocker. Okay. Hoop Scoop, are you with us? 
Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Okay. Yeah, yeah uh, we had a guy ask about Layden Blocker. Yeah, the freshman from Now, Lula. let's go, go to Arkansas's. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. All right, we got the FBI in there. Kevin, you still with us? All right, well, Kevin's dropped off. So we will go back to our football Friday real quick. Fort Smith Southside in Bentonville, another 7A West matchup there. Southside dropped that close one to Rogers, 44-38 last week. Bentonville, 2-2 two and two on the season, 1-0 and in conference play. Con- uh, Bentonville's losses are to Conway and KC Rockhurst. I got Rogers in a close one in this one, Bear. But uh, uh, Rogers at Fayetteville, uh, and then you, we were talking about Southside and Bentonville. Yeah, Southside and Bentonville. Excuse me, Southside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bentonville should handle Southside, this one. Southside's got two playmakers in uh, Mari Tucker and, and Isaac Gregory, but but boy, Bentonville. You know, believe Bentonville, they're going to be able to contain Tucker and, and defensively play pretty good. They gave up a lot of points last week to Harbor, 73-39. to 39. That was the highest scoring game in the state last week. Let's see what Bentonville's defense does. Uh, Hoops.com is picking Bentonville, but uh, a little leery of this pick right now. We're ready to see what the Tigers can do. <laughs> a game that was very close in the 2-4A last year. Actually, Lone Oak had, was winning against Harding Academy. Harding Academy ended up coming back. This game is and Cersei tonight at First Security Stadium. What about Harding Academy and Lone Oak? Yeah, I think Harding Academy playing as well as anybody right now in the state. 4-0 record. Uh, passing the ball, of course, so well. We talk week after week about Owen Miller, what he brings to the table. Uh, Lone Oak's kind of the enigma. They've got Braden Allen. They've got a Division One lineman, Marquise Jackson, maybe a college prospect in the backfield. They can't put it together always, though, uh, all the time. And Hootens.com picks Harding Academy over Lone Oak. And Isaac Baker has turned into a formidable running back in that backfield. Uh, dual threat with running the ball and receiving. He had four touchdowns last week, about 200 yards in total offense. So uh, Owen Miller can spread it out to just about anybody. He's got Jack City. He's got uh, Isaac Baker. And then he's got Kyler Hoover out there who's committed to Harding uh, to play baseball. So Hoover's had a really good last two weeks. Uh, Hoop Scoop, are you back with us? I think I, I may have had one of the best ad I may have had one of the best ad libs of all time uh, for <laughs> Hendrick Foothills equipment, but nobody heard it. Hey, uh, we had it though, as man. You, as you well, as, as you well know, with our technology, you never know when you're on or off. So I, I apologize for that. We took a short break. Now, did you hear the liner that I played for Kevin a moment ago? We did. We got that. We got Hoop Scoop back on. We had a caller that asked about Layden Blocker, the freshman. So, Hoop Scoop, take it away. Yep, Layden Blocker was the one player that didn't practice yesterday. He practiced the day before because a, a, a source that was able to attend practice said he looked, they saw him practice and he looked good. And the, the day after we're there, the media was. Uh, for the live look-in for about 45 minutes, and he was the one player who was out. Mussman said after practice uh, that he was out for wisdom tooth extraction, so we didn't see him, but I've got to see Layden Blocker uh, come up since eighth grade as a player, and he's a guy that I continue to hear good things about. I know the coaching staff not only likes him, but the older players, well, it's a veteran team this time around, a lot of transfer veteran guards, Debo Davis, a fourth-year guard, and they he earned their respect immediately with his work ethic and plays the right way. He competes really well. One of the toughest defenders and rebounders at 6'2 that you'll see out there. So I think he's going to be a guy that can factor in. But again, we didn't see him at practice. By the way, guys, I want to throw this in. Arkansas had an official visitor coming in next week. Rakeese Passmore, 6'5 wing in uh, a combine academy in North Carolina. I started hearing early in the week through last night that that visit may not happen, that it kind of grew into, well, it's likely not going to happen was announced today that that visit will not happen. He's instead going to visit Kansas. He released a top four yesterday of Arkansas, Kansas, Oklahoma, and LSU. I did not report that <laughs> because I knew that visit was about to not happen and that Arkansas was going to be out of the out of the mix. So that was reported elsewhere nationally and some other local folks. I stayed away from it because I saw this coming. Uh, but Rakeese Passmore no longer coming to visit. Let's keep an eye on Isaiah Elahim, 
the 6'5 wing at a Sierra Canyon who just visited Arkansas weekend before last official visit. Class of 2024, they've already got one commit, Jalen Shelley out of Link Academy, 6'8 combo forward for 2024. Uh, Matt Passmore's now out. And so we keep an eye on, on Isaiah Elohim, who told me just a few days ago he's likely a week to two weeks away from making a commitment announcement. He has visited Kansas, Villanova, Arkansas. Those are his final three. Arkansas got the last visit. And with Passmore now going to visit Kansas, it makes you wonder. I don't think Kansas is really, even though they're in that final three with Elohim, I'm not sure that they're as on solid footing as Arkansas and Villanova are. And I think that may be his final two. I think Arkansas could end up getting Isaiah Elohim. Not projecting right now that they will, but I think they might be in the lead. Out of curiosity, his choice Passmore or Arkansas's choice that uh, Passmore is moving on? Yeah, well, I, I'll put it this way, Randy. I was getting it not from the Passmore camp, uh, but from, from the other side of it uh, early in the week that they were probably going to move on and cancel this visit. And so it was reported today that the, the player canceled the visit. That's okay. But, you know, I don't think – you know, I think that's probably okay. It happens uh, like that in baseball too. They'll say yeah, you decommitted, you just, yeah, but the school I mean, pulled the offer. Yeah, right. So it's it's just one of those things that it. You know, I saw this coming uh, based on what I was being told, and so in fact that did get out today. Okay, I, I'm just being nosy. I just was curious. No, no, it's yeah, getting it out there. That's good. I think the other Kevin, know you know, kind of understands where that's yeah. going. Yeah. <laughs> Or I'm the other well, Kevin. I, mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. You, you all should decide who's the other Kevin. You're the original. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, this from our Southern Structural Systems uh, Buzz text line. Carter Knox, is he taking a visit? Well, we'll see. The, the guy that – we'll see if he does. The, the guy that's scheduled and, and got one set, and we've been able to confirm is Trey Johnson, the top five five-star for that 2024 class, October 20th, Arkansas. That's when they host Tyler, uh, Texas University of Texas Tyler, the Division II school, in that first exhibition game, so he'll be able to attend that. That weekend on Saturday, Arkansas is finally back home for a football game against Mississippi State. He'll be able to attend that. So that's a, you know, a planned official visit for Trey Johnson. We'll see if Carter Knox. Arkansas has been recruiting him for a while. We'll see if he follows through and there's actually a visit. All right. Might as well go for it, right? All right, Kevin, enjoy your weekend. We will talk with you next week. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop, courtesy of Hogville.net, thanks to Fence Brokers. Football Friday continues. Kevin Kevin Bohannon. Barry Grimm's of Putin's Arkansas Football Magazine. I'm Randy Rainwater. When you do something Back for from 45 years, Boomer Jack in a moment. really good at it. Like Bert here. He's been lifting weights for over 45 years. He can bench press a 400-pound nose guard, deadlift an elephant, even clean and jerk a truck filled with watermelons. Fantastic rep, Bert. We're a lot like Bert 